This is uh, your host for Around the Rotary uh, podcast. Uh, I'm JP Warren, and, uh, and thank you, everyone, for tuning in today. And uh, we're actually doing this on a Monday, uh, April 19th, a couple days for my birthday. I'm sure you all know that. And uh, before we begin, i got to say that Around the Rotary podcast is brought to you by Capital Patron Consultants, CPC specialized in project engineering and well site supervision, all disciplines of the oil and gas industry. Contact us through www.capitalpatronconsultants.com to see what CPC can do for you today. And I know everyone's sitting out there wondering why, uh, after the intro music, we were playing uh, that great hit uh, from, was it the late 90s, middle 90s? Ice, early 90s. We'll call it early 90s. Yeah, I think it was, I think early. It was early 90s, yeah. Ice, ice, baby. And the reason we're doing that is we got two uh, good friends of mine uh, sitting here, two uh Two uh, directional, uh, two directional gurus, hustlers, pushers, and then also uh, we got uh, the founders and uh, the slingers of Heights Ice Baby, which is a uh, it's a, a, a local uh, snow cone stand that's uh, that's been operated. I mean, I'll, we're going to get into all this stuff, but yeah. I mean, it's, it's primarily focused in the Heights area and the Heights community. Is that correct? Yeah, the premier shaved ice, the truck. number one shaved ice truck. You can say it. It's we, okay. We like to think so. We're still a few Yelp reviews away from climbing that ladder. But. Well, maybe maybe through this today, we can get the listeners on and, uh, and leave some positive reviews and follow you on Instagram. So that being said, uh, for those of you that don't know uh, the, that voice right there, you actually might recognize that voice from over a year ago. We had Shane Schur on the podcast, and that's during COVID. Yes, it has been a year. And now we're in person versus we did that first one virtual. Which one do you like better? Virtual probably? Away from me? No, I like being able to see you. That's my man yeah. right there. So we got Shane Schur right there, who's the sales manager at uh, MS uh, Directional, and who's also one of the co-founders of uh is a co-founder of yeah co-founder co-founder okay i dig that depends on depends on what we're discussing but yeah sure i'll claim 50 percent ownership as long as we're not in trouble okay and then just walk away if y'all are it's on seth if we are if the ice if the ice melts and uh sent to his right my left is a seth hill the uh, the executive account manager at ms directional very important uh, executive part. Don't forget the executive. I'm not going to forget the executive. I mean, if I got that promotion, that's what I'd be leading with all the time. And he's also the uh, the, the, the the co-founder of Heights Ice Baby. And uh, guys, thanks for uh, coming in today. I know uh, our all of our schedules are kind of uh, weird during the weeks lately, just when things opening up, things getting a little bit more busy, people do, taking lunches and all that stuff. So honestly, guys, thanks for being here this morning. Yeah, we're happy to be here. Yeah, thanks for having us. Are you happy to be here, Shane? I'm ecstatic. That's to what be I'm here. talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, guys, honestly, I I know that uh, before. I mean, honestly, like I, I kind of want I, I, the whole point of this is to bring it all in because uh, I, I think what y'all are doing, and, and I've seen the the community response and all on the uh, just the audience that y'all are reaching through y'all's uh, side hustle or this 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 passion project y'all started, and I kind of just want to talk about that today. I mean, we've had people on before that talk about you know when times got slow, they started uh, you know, we you know Riley Norris pushing you know, Socorro tequila and uh, bolt and barrel uh, lubricant. We had J.D. Smith doing coffee, Marshall Brown doing coffee. Like there was a lot of, I, I feel like it was a renaissance during this uh, COVID quarantine, whatever you want to call it, where people actually, okay, well, I got some time on my hands. I'm not really seeing us as customers if I wanted to, so I'm going to try to do something new. And this is kind of a, a really cool and successful story, and I'm so glad that you all are here, and I want to talk about this today. So for those looking to get some insights on directional motors and all that stuff, first off, you're tuning in the wrong podcast <laughs> ever. Second off, uh, we're talking snow cones, baby. That's what we're talking about. That's why I let off with vanilla ice. Yeah. Ice, ice, baby. Well, that's, I mean, that's the thing, right, is we love talking directional. 
We love, you know, discussing what the oil and gas brings to us every, you know, day in, day out. But the snow cone stand has been a ton of fun. And I'll let kind of Seth discuss where that started, where it came from, and kind of we'll both touch on where it's where it's gone. But that stand has allowed us to talk both, right? And and that's we talked directional at the snow cone stand. We saw people, great customers came out, brought the kids when we first got this thing going and have continued to be loyal customers. So it's really been just kind of a double dip for us, which has been exciting. And then what you could do also, if those kids are, you know, the customer's kids and they want to get in the oil and gas industry, you start them young. So that's a long con. You know what I mean? Get some brand loyalty for MS when they're like six years old. And then once, yeah, that's, that's that's added benefit. These kids are learning more than I ever learned. Uh, You know, talking to, to Sari's young girl, who's six. Lizzie. Yeah. yeah. uh, She was telling me just, she came by the snow cone stand and taught me economics and, you know, what a consumer is versus a producer and all that. So they're, they're teaching them pretty young these days, which is okay. Could be bad for us. Well, guys, first off, I mean, the fact that y'all work together, uh, at MS directional, and then the fact that y'all kind of split off and did a little side passion project right now, give I want to, I want to start from the beginning. I want to start from the origin. I want, what's y'all's origin story? Like, how did y'all meet? Like, where'd y'all hit it off and and y'all just go? Yeah. So actually Shane and I had mutual friends in college. So, uh, you know, Bailey Radley and Amy Duffel are two good friends of mine that uh, I graduated high school with. They were in, you know, mutual. Where'd you, where'd you graduate high school? I grew up in Sour Lake, a little town outside of Beaumont. Okay. So I went to Hardin Jefferson High School. All right. Yeah. Good old HJ. That's my alma mater. That's where my dad's side of family is from, from Beaumont. Yeah. Yeah. Enjoyed growing up there. You know, we went over to AM. Uh, and, you know, I'd always seen Shane around. And because uh, because we had mutual friends. But to be honest with you, I think we became good friends, uh, you know, when we all turned kind of 21 and I was bartending at the local bar. Which bar you were know? you bartending at? I was bartending at Fitzwillie's Bar and Grill on Northgate. I used to go there all the time. Yeah. Visit my old professor, Dr. G, in the afternoon, just hang out there. There you go. I mean, it's no longer there now. I think it's referred to as the backyard at Northgate. Yeah. Uh, but no, that was, uh, you know, I ran that bar for, you know, the better part of, of five years while I was in college. You know, okay. I, took, I took a bit, bit of a victory lap. And um, no, Shane and I became close friends because, you know, him and his friends would always come in there. And then we kind of uh, slowly just, you know, became better friends over the years, Um, you know, and then, you know, about 2014 rolled around and I was living over in Austin. Okay. What were you you doing there? I was actually in the insurance business. I was selling some insurance and- How how was that? It it was okay, Okay. but it wasn't, you know, it's not really what I wanted to do long term. And I kind of knew that it was- uh, it was kind of a stepping stone to bigger and better things. And at that point, as we can remember in 2014, oil and gas was booming. You know, those were the good old days. So, uh, that was what that was the last boom we had. Yeah. The, yeah. the last boom. Yeah. We've had faux booms where you think things are back to normal, but it's not a boom. We might be sitting in one right now. Maybe. I'm getting close. Maybe. I think so. So, in 2014, you know, I'm going through. I don't even know if LinkedIn was around back in 2014, but I'm going through, you know, my network of, of people. And, uh, you know, I, I kind of had an idea that I wanted to get into the oil field. So, uh, you know, I called Shane and I said, hey, I'm thinking about getting into the oil and gas industry. Uh, you know, what does your company do? Is there any way that, you know, y'all might have any openings? So did y'all stay in touch after college? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, for sure. And, okay. and that's, that's what I was going to say. He was, Seth was paying his way through school, right, working at um, Fitzwillie's. When I would come off the rig when I was running NWD, 
College Station was the cheapest place to drink, right? It still so is. It, yeah, it's fantastic. You can literally go in there with like 20 bucks and like get bottle of service and like party all night. And you walk home with like 13 bucks left. Yeah, and nothing against my friends, but I had plenty that were still in school, right? So the only way for me to get them out, run an MWD on your schedule, you're going into town on Tuesday through Thursday. You know, you don't know. You're not really getting the weekends. Right. So I'd burn in and say, hey, I got the tabs. Let's go out. But if we're going to do that, we're going out in College Station, right? Yeah. And like I'm not doing that in Dallas. I'm not doing that in Houston. So, you know, I was coming in, running MWD, chatting with Seth while he was close to graduation. And so I think that kind of helped build that friendship and gave him a little insight. Like, All right, well, this guy's got a shit schedule, but he's also able to have fun when he's off. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So when we talked on MWD, when he called me, it was just one of those like, hey, you're, you know, kind of go. You're the type of guy that I know is going to dive in head first, go wherever we need you to go. And you're not going to put anything bad on my name being out there. Right. He's a hustler. So it was a pretty easy pitch from my side to our MWD department, and that's where he started. So pretty much, I mean, this this is kind of an interesting point. I mean, I that I kind of want to not dive into, I don't want to discuss, but like pretty much. So y- y'all y'all were friends. This honestly ties back into networking, right? So no oil field experience, no, you know, you're selling insurance also, but the fact that so you you looked at his qualifications, not his qualifications, but like his just drive, his drives willing to jump in is willing to talk to people, just his attitude and, and, and motivation over his technical knowledge or anything like that. And that's like, okay, I'm going to, I'm, I'm, I'm going to put my name behind this guy. Yeah. And I'll start with that. Like they taught me how to run MWD, right? When I, when I jumped out in the field, not knowing anything, so right. you could basically teach a trained monkey how to do that. Right. So a my, smart trained monkey. Yeah. And, and that's, that's why you know we'll, we'll touch on the snow cone stand. My running joke's been like, I have zero tangible skills. Right. But now I have one, I can shave ice. So that's, that's pretty exciting. But yeah, I mean, but not pour the, not pour the sauce. No, the no, syrup. That's that's the poor. Okay, you're the shaver. I just poor. We've all got our strengths. Yeah. I dig it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so he's so, a former bartender, right? So like his pour is perfect. Why would I mess with? Does that? the bottle flip? Cocktails and dreams. So so he called you and just asking what you all did. And so you're like, okay, I, I I want this guy part of my team. I know I know his drive. I know he's he's his work ethic. So regardless, I mean, he's gonna he's gonna do well. Yeah, and that's been the baseline of our friendship. You know, since he came out of the field and works for me now in Houston, it was the same kind of scenario. It's like you don't have to question someone's work ethic. It makes it a lot easier to jump in and, and kind of get into business with them. So I'm sure there's uh, some uh, – this might be another podcast, some good stories from Shane coming in from the field uh, Tuesdays and Thursdays while you're working at the bar. But we're not, this is, we we're not do doing that right could, now. This is a family podcast, yeah. okay, right now. We could do an entire series of that's, that. Yeah, that's, that's, that is where I learned about rejection, though. So train me to sell directional. Coming in those those nights, you you learned you you learned you learned the words that nah get away from me, buddy. Yeah, a yeah, lot. yeah. yeah no, it's, it's okay. I don't I don't need your services here. So tell me about so let's so you, y'all been working together for uh, what is that six seven years now? Yeah, I've been I've been with MS for a little over seven years now. Okay, all right, mm-hmm. and a three now in Houston sales. So directly and so. You know, Seth was starting on the field right about the time I was coming out of the field. Okay. So y'all just kind of just cross paths mm-hmm. and all that stuff. So then, then when did you get – so you've been in cities uh, in corporate sales for about three years now. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Since 2017. So, guys, let's let's talk about the juice, the syrup of this, the sweetness of this conversation right now. Where? Tell me about the – I guess the – the or, like where did this idea come from and kind of what, what spurned it, what motivated it? And Shane, you and I were talking about this before, that, that – you can have the best ideas out there. It doesn't matter how many good ideas, how many good ideas. It's the execution that makes you, that sets you apart. Yeah, you know right. what I mean? That, that, yeah. brand, that, that 
making the jump, right? Taking making the, the risk. Jump. And and we'll let I'll let Seth kind of. This was his brainchild. Give so. me the backstory on this, guys. We got time. Yeah. So I mean, I'll be honest with you. I've always wanted one. I've Did always, you really? I've always wanted to own a snow cone stand. And the reason being is because growing up in Beaumont, there was one right off of Highway 90 at a driving range called Games People Play. I don't remember the name of the snow cone stand, but it was always busy. It was a little hut with a drive through and you couldn't drive by it in the summer where there wasn't 10 cars in line. Okay. I went over to College Station, and in Bryan, there's a snow cone spot called JJ's, and it is, again, 20 people in line it's all summer long. Okay. It doesn't matter what time okay. of day you go. When I was living over in Austin— you know, we had one in North Austin that was, you know, by the apartment complex that my girlfriend Sydney lived in. And we would go there on on hot days, just, you know, kind of past the time. And it was always busy. And I thought to myself, there's no way these people aren't making money. Right. You know, it's just it's it's ice and syrup and they're packed all, all the time. And I just thought it would always be a cool and a fun business to be in. You know, I've always had a little bit of an entrepreneurial spirit to me. I've opened a couple other you know, small businesses along the way. So it's always kind of been in the back of my mind. Okay. All right. And so fast forward to probably about March of last year. March 2020. So this is so. So this is the height of quarantine. This, so this is kind of when it, when people started realizing, okay, well, this is serious. We need to yeah. shut everything down. So this, so this is March 2020. Yeah. So this was March, late March, early. Uh, well, I guess it was. It was probably April. April. Yeah, yeah, it was late April, April, I think. Okay. It was late April, and, um, you know, things are closed. Bars are closed. Restaurants are closed. The only thing open are the, are the uh, grocery stores at this point. Right. And me and Sydney have been sitting at the house for about two weeks, and we're going pretty stir-crazy. And uh, at the time, we were actually on, you know, the, the keto diet. So we were doing low sugar. Right. So we were looking kind of for an excuse to get out of the house, and I told Sydney, you know, hey, I know snow cone places often have sugar-free options. Let's go get a sugar-free snow cone. So, you know, we had, we had only been living in the Heights now for six or seven months. Didn't really know of any snow cone places. I pulled out my, my phone, used yep. the old trusted Google app. Yep. Uh, there was three snow cone places listed in the Heights. We went to the first one, and it was closed. And not because of COVID. It had been closed for like two years. Was it, was it brick and mortar? Uh, the first one was called MAMS, and it was a brick and mortar okay. establishment. And it had been closed for a while. Um. So we went to the second one, and it was a mobile spot, but it had been closed, and it was no longer there. Okay. Same thing, not because of COVID, just hadn't wasn't was closed for one reason or another. Okay. So we were only left with one. We went to the third place, it was closed as well. So I looked at the map, <laughs> and I literally put you know I pulled. One person might see three failed businesses and go, "We should probably shouldn't do this." I was going to say, not Seth. "Yeah, I was going to say that, that's, that's an opportunity. opportunity. That's <laughs> an opportunity. Three closed down. Okay, yeah. well, that's it." So uh, you know, I pulled the map open, and I think the closest snow cone stand was like in Bel Air. I was like, "You telling me there's not a snow cone place anywhere in the Heights area or North Houston?" I mean, you got to go way north of six ten, or like I said, all the way to Bel Air. And living in the Heights, I mean, you're not going to get on six ten. I mean, to go grab a quick snow cone, you're going to probably substitute that for another cold treat absolutely yeah yeah so you know it it was the idea was just kind of festering in my head at that point the whole drive home i was defeated we didn't get a snow cone (laughs) defeated i love that you know that's like that's like my daughter evelyn when she doesn't get her defeated yeah yeah Yeah. Yeah. this is a feeling of of a little defeated but it was also like how there's there's always been one in every city i've lived in there's always been that that snow cone place and it's always been popular yeah so then of course just the way that my mind works, I guess it's like, 
well, we could be that place. Okay. There's no reason why we can't have that snow cone place. So I think it maybe took about six hours, and I had researched snow cone places. I found a place to buy a truck. I called Shane. I said, hey, we got to do this, man. So I why did you call? Why did you call? I mean, so were you looking for a partner, or, or why did you reach out to Shane versus another uh, one of your buddies? Yeah, well, I think that – I knew that it, with us having full-time jobs, yeah. that it was going to be a bit too big of a project for me to take on by myself. Okay. So I think that I wanted to partner with Shane uh, because I knew I was going to need some help along the way. Okay. And partnering with Shane is a no-brainer. I mean, what exactly what he brings to the table is everything that I lack. Right. You know, my mind is a little bit more analytical, not in an insulting way, but... Um, that's fine. I'm, more, I'm, I'm more, the same. I, I kind of side on Shane's more, side. I'm kind of yeah, the same way as him. More, I'll, I'll more in terms of, of of I know what I'm limited on okay. in, in terms of marketing and creativity. Where that's exactly what Shane excels in. So, so with, unless it's directional. So you're seeing. So you're seeing. So you're seeing. So you're seeing three failed snow cone places, right? And this is kind of you've always had the entrepreneurial spirit. So within six hours, so there's. I mean, this is a new industry to you. The only thing you know about is like, look, I know about every city I've lived in. There's been a couple spots that the line has been tremendous, and, I, and I would say it ends there. That's how, that's how. That's much the only thing you knew. So I mean, did you were you hesitant about uh, about about this kind of. Uh, jumping into it without knowing, I guess, the snow cone industry or, or the, even even the mobile food, because High Tide's baby is mobile. Yeah, it, it, yeah we were a mobile food truck. Uh, we are, you know, we have all the permits and certifications right. from the city of Houston and the health department, and we are classified as a mobile food truck. Which, don't get us started on that. Don't even get me, I, I can't yeah. get you started. I don't want to get you started <laughs> on that, because I don't want to talk permits right now. That's yeah. not, I don't, Monday morning, I'm not going to talk permits. Yeah. But, but without knowing, I guess, the industry and all that stuff, this is just one of those things, I guess, I mean, congratulations to you for not knowing the industry and just kind of jumping into it and just saying, you know what, I, what they did obviously didn't work, but I think what, I have an idea, I have a vision, and it's, and it's going to work. Yeah, in hindsight, maybe I should have been a little bit more hesitant, but I was too excited. Yeah, I was too excited about the prospect of of owning a, a, a fun business like a snow cone stand, and the potential revenue that that could bring in. And and there was never really a doubt in my mind of whether or not we could make this successful. And you know that could be a blessing or a curse depending on how you look at it. Right. But I don't think there was ever a point in time where we looked at each other and said. You know what? Like I don't, I don't know if this is going to work. Okay. Maybe, maybe we should pump the brakes a little Slow bit. Slow down a little bit. I think that it. I yeah. think that when we ran through it, and again from an analytical standpoint, at first, I mean, we ran the numbers. You know, we looked at at what it would cost to get it open. We did projections, a full business plan, and then once we had the confidence from an economic standpoint, we just went for it. Yeah, I mean, I, I would venture to say the. The most nervousness probably came from our significant others. Really, hundred percent. They definitely didn't believe. Well, you need you need uh, the you, you know, need the buy-in at the home front, and and they bought in. They bought in once once they saw how excited we were, about right? It, right, and the potential, and and just because when Seth called me, you know, I'm not certain how bought in I was yeah. at first, right? I mean, I was. I just remember driving down the road when he called me, and I had had a frustrating conversation about oil and gas with somebody. You know, things were shut down; we weren't able to get in front of people, and just I remember being a little frustrated at that time, which a lot of people Everyone dealt with was. that, right? And so Seth called me, and he was like, "Let me come by and pitch you the business side of it tomorrow. Just think about it, dwell on it, you know, all okay. that." And man, I got home, and it had kind of slipped my mind. I wasn't really focused on it, and 
just remember thinking like, all right, he's going to come over tomorrow and try to sell me on opening a snow cone stand. Right. right. Something that I've also, I've never thought of. Are you, are you an entrepreneurial or are you just kind of, are, are not, is, do you have that spirit at all? Or I, I think like in terms of that spirit, yes. Previous. To, to the point of I'm a little more risk averse, you know, yeah. I, I would venture to say. However, I do love the creativity part of it, the aspect of, you know, God, building a brand, right? Yeah. Like we were discussing and kudos to you because it's, it's been a year now and, and your brand has grown, right? So, I mean, I think Thank you. I think that part of it is fun to me, watching the success of other people and being in the part of that success with Seth has been fun. But I just remember I was about to hop in the shower that night and just was thinking like he's going to open a snow cone stand in the Heights and he wants me, you know to jump in this right. thing with him. And then I thought to myself, heights, heights, ice, heights, ice, baby. And I just remember texting him heights, ice, baby. Like that's, that's your snow cone stand. And at this point I hadn't even bought in yet. Right. right. Like I was just telling him like, if, if you go with this, I would run with that name. Cause it, it touches on the heights. You it's know, punny. Yeah. It's punny. So you like puns just like mine. Love puns. Right. And the person who loves them just as much as you, us two is sitting to my right. All right. I dig that. I dig that. No. So, but the, what's cool about this, I mean, it sounds to me like it's, 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 it sounds to me like the main motivator, you just, you mentioned it just now, Seth, you said, you said, I want to do something that's fun. You know, I mean, it sounds to me like the, the revenue, obviously businesses are there to make money, but it seems like it's not going to be as much of a strain or as a hustle if it's fun. I can tell you right now that we've never had a bad day in the snow cone stand. You can't give a smiling kid a snow cone and he is so excited or she is so excited to get a magical unicorn or a snowosaurus and you see the joy on their faces and you're going to be grumpy in a snow cone stand. It's just not going to work. It's just not going to happen. You have the worst day. I'm sure that'll turn it around. So not to mention endless product for you. You can eat throughout the day. So there's another. That's a good. That's right? Shane, that's, Shane does make inventory management a nightmare for some of us. What, what is it? You don't you don't consume your supply? You're not supposed to. Not, but, yeah, you don't. But when it's that supply, good, you know, when you got the best snow cone in Houston, you got to try. You got to try it out. So this is so okay. So high ties, babe. You texted him this, and this is kind of what beginning of May now. Yeah, yeah. So so I would say that uh, our first day in business was July second, and that was a soft opening. So you've got to assume okay. that all of really June is is building out the trailer with, okay. and getting our permits in line establishing the LLC paperwork. I mean, it was... Was that a pain? The LLC, no. The LLC and all that was, was you know, really easy. The The big hurdle to get over was getting all of the permits and getting uh, certified with the city of Houston. Um, well, you know, you know, local government, federal government, obviously very the, tedious to deal with. And with stuff of, being shut down, right? So, again, like... It made you couldn't just run by an office, right? You know, similar to our jobs, you couldn't just run in there and say, "Hey, we're trying to get this going. Where's the paperwork? Let me fill this out." So everything was kind of slowed down and delayed a little yeah. bit. Yeah, so it was submit paperwork, wait for a week and a half to hear back. Uh, you've got to make this change, submit it again a week and a half later. So, you know, as they say, the wheels of bureaucracy turn slow. Yeah, I know, Ab- absolutely. So, so you got this idea, you got the stand, and this is so from end of end of April, I guess. So you kind of built this within, I guess, within a month. It sounds like yeah. before the soft oak. I mean, it's before you started operating in June. I would say it took us probably two weeks to build out the trailer to get it to where it needed to be, and then probably another three weeks of just waiting. Once we got the trailer built, of just the permits to come in. Okay. 
All right. So tell me about, I guess, I mean, I, I remember, uh, uh, Shane, I remember you talking about this. You were at the office and I think we we're sitting, sitting around having a beer or something like that. And we had a couple people over here and you're like, guys, I got something for you. And it was like so slow. Industry was sucked. Dumpster fire. No one's seen anything. You brought this idea up and you were so excited about it. And then, and then you shot out the, uh, several ideas for the, uh, for the, for the logo. Talk to me about the logo guys. Cause I know there's a, there's a dog on the logo and it's very clean, very crisp. Talk to me about it. Yeah, so I mean, Seth. When I texted him the name High Size Baby, he, him and Sydney had been sitting around discussing names, and they were thinking Trevor Snowcones, which Trevor's Seth's golden doodle. Okay, right? um, year old, a little over a year old now. Seven and, years, dog, human year. Yeah, seven. So perfect age for Snowcones. Still uh, a puppy at the time. Yeah. So and so basically, cute. I told Seth, I was like, man, I mean, I love the aspect of having Trevor involved, right? But I think we use his likeness as the logo right as as literally as the mascot yeah because now you've got a puppy you know everyone loves plays, a puppy. plays to kiddos and and to the people of the heights i would expect you see people walking their dogs oh, everywhere yeah. golden doodles were on fire dude they're still you on know? fire any yeah. any doodle is on fire <laughs> yeah, right yeah, now yeah. yeah and so then you toss in heights and we just kind of felt like it was the perfect kind of you know mold into hey this the area is going to know that we want to be entwined with it right and and it's going to have a fun logo and and seth and i just kind of kick back some ideas uh, you know here's what this this looks like and then he reached out to a sign company that kind of brought it all together for us was it fun building that i mean was was, was that the fun i would assume that the creative side of things would be kind of the, uh, the 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 exciting thing you know like just kind of creating that brand i mean how was that experience for y'all yeah absolutely i mean the first two to three weeks of any business is always the most exciting part to me you know, you're trying to figure things out. You're you're wondering how, where's it going to go? What's this going to grow into? You've got to kind of keep that in the back of your mind and uh, and really figuring out what do we want to represent as a brand? What do we want to represent as a business? And so, what is that? Well, I mean, I think that you know, first off, anything that Shane and I stick our name on the side of, and we don't care if that's snow cones or, or what have you. We want to make sure that everybody knows that we're going to take product and service very seriously. Right. So. With that, our our brand and our logo, we want to convey we're family friendly, you know, which brings in the dog. Right. We want to we want to serve the Heights community. We want to be a fixture in the community. We want to be that snow cone place. So I think that including the name Heights in our, in our logo conveyed that kind of uh, set y'all apart a little bit too. Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah, and then um, you know even going into the design of the menu and all that. Well, you know, do we want to be you know, do we want to wrap the entire trailer in this, you know, tacky, right, yeah. you know, 90s theme, snow cone and all the busy? No, like we want to convey that, hey, this is a clean, well-run establishment. So we're going to have a clean, crisp, easy to read menu. Right. You know, so a lot of thought went into how do we design this and what things are we trying to convey to the customer? And, you know, that part to me is is fun because, you know, you're thinking about all of these things and how you want to run your business. And it's fun for Shane because Shane's the expert on okay, well, what do we do and how do we convey this? Yeah. You know, because again, the marketing expert, that's his background. He was, you know, pretty crucial in, in coming up with the design and all. I, I appreciate that. But I mean, that's the thing, right, is we talked on it. Brand awareness is huge. Yeah. Right. And, and especially in the directional space, it's it doesn't so much so lead to the, create, the creative side of that. Yeah. Right. But you still do need to ch- try to figure out how you build your brand. What's what's important to you as a directional company? What does that brand mean? Yeah. What does that brand mean? Right. Is it customer services, reliability, all of that? Yeah. And so you just kind of take those business lessons and apply it to pretty much any other marketing aspect and, and kind of go from there. And 
with the pandemic, with the downturn, everybody shutting their doors and, and staying inside, more difficult to get a brand awareness out. Right. I mean, it is. Like, I mean, you're not you're not beating the streets and talking to people or anything like that. I mean, you're literally inside your own house in front of the computer. Yeah, and I think that's the thing that I'm most excited about. I mean, we're going on nine months now, right? It feels like we've been having, you know, had six seasons of snow cones, and we've been running this thing for a couple of years. But really, it's it's just how much fun we've been having. It's not even a year old. Yeah, it's not even a year old, right? And and everything has been organic. The marketing, the the brand awareness, the growth has been organic, and we've really relied on our customers to say, Hey, it was a great snow cone. I'm going to take a picture with the, the logo. We've done that. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to do the Instagram post. I'm going to post on Facebook and just grow it that way. And I mean, in terms of the directional game versus that it's quite different, right? Right. I mean, performance, I mean, I mean, performance and reliability is key in directional customer service has been extremely fun and, and very key, similar to directional, but I mean, you're talking about a 15-second interaction with a yeah. snow cone, right? Yeah. And so from there, it's like, all right, that snow cone better taste good, right? And you better be happy when you're handing it to them. Well, also, guys, bad interaction. another yeah. thing that you're not pointing on, probably because you, you all do this so much, but also it looks good, too. You know, I told my daughter on the way to school this morning that I was having you two on all that stuff, and she was so excited. She wanted she wanted me to pitch the dinosaur fart, which is a gray snow cone with uh, Swedish fish and nerds on it. So we'll kick that over to the R and D department. Okay, yeah, so the R and D department. Well, guys, honestly, before so Heights Ice Baby, I, I want to talk about the menu and the menu name. So were you were you a snow cone uh, guru or connoisseur before this? Either one of you? I think I had forgotten. Like for as much as Seth had thought about snow cones in his young adulthood, I think I had forgotten about snow cones because obviously as a kid, we ate snow cones at the ballpark. You know, you got a ticket or, you know, you found a foul ball. You got to go turn in for a snow cone. Snow cones back then sucked. They were those hard. Yeah. Yeah, We've got to be real clear here too, because there are people, especially from the Louisiana area that are very passionate about their snow cones. And there is a very distinct difference between snow cones and shaved ice. Okay. Facts. Okay. Yeah. So if you're thinking the ballpark, uh, crushed ice that comes in the you know the cone style cups that chip your teeth that yes yeah. uh that's not that's not what we're going for here we we tend to kind of lean a little bit heavier on the louisiana style snowballs as they call them and um it's the the big difference is the ice shaver and it'll come out super fluffy and cold versus the crunchy ice. Yeah, no, we've learned more about snow Dude, cones in nine months than there's so much. There's so many layers to this, honestly, and I, I kind of want to talk about. So, so okay, so real quick, so the Louisiana style. I mean, you, you guys just introduced cream to y'all's um, uh, menu, right? Like an add-on. That's right, the New Orleans style. That's a New Orleans style snow cone. Yeah, yeah, add some cream flavor to it, right? That's it. Yeah. So basically, the way these flavors, the testing, all this came about. Seth built out the trailer, which I cannot give him enough credit for that. Oh, it's I mean, clean. because again, that's not my mind. My mind doesn't. I would have been, I'll go buy a blender and you know plug it in at wherever we're serving these things. Yeah. And Seth's like, no, we need a generator, trailer, all those food, food safe things. So he built that out, and he he said, hey, I got the trailer built out. Come look at it. So we go buy you know block some blocks of ice because we do use the shaver, right? So you need a 10-pound block of ice. Okay. It's going to be slowly shaved so that the you know the snow or the ice is fluffy. Yeah. I'm like, all right. So then we start you know trialing some syrups. So Seth's ordering some different syrups from some different places. We eventually ended up you know making our own via concentrates and all that. But this is where I remembered, oh, snap, I really love snow cones. It kind of came back. Oh, man. The nostalgia. We hop in there, you know, bring a 12-pack of White Claw or whatever, and, you know, we're like, all right, let's 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 just get this thing done. Let's start trying everything. 
and Seth's sitting there like, you know, one one spoonful. He's like, oh, all right, you know, that's all right, that's all right. And I'm sitting there like making half a snow cone, if not a full oh. snow cone, for almost every damn syrup. So you I stick to your stomach after every, the every man, tasting. The man has an iron stomach, and it is quite impressive to watch him work. Yeah. So basically, we we trialed all these things, and then you know, as we're doing this, kind of start kicking around some ideas of different flavors, different punny names, different things that we want to kind of push out, right? And and I remember, which hopefully they don't ever ask for any sort of kickback from the snow cones because we'll owe them about probably five cents per cone. But, you know, we had a friend uh, who's in the oil and gas industry yep. and, and his wife was heading back from their property and was like, hey, I've got the two little ones because I had texted them like, hey, we get this, we're getting this thing up and running. So swing on by and we'll let the kids try them yeah. and kind of see, see what they do. And she texted me back and was like, hey, uh, have a dinosaur and a unicorn cone because that's what, you know, they're, that's all they talk about right now. Right? Well, unicorns have been big the past two years. Yeah, that's all they're talking about. Yeah. So, like, I looked at Seth. We're on time crunch here. Like, all right, let's figure out, like, unicorn. Let's just do a pink, you know, cotton candy snow cone, throw some nerds on there, and then shove some Lifesaver gummies on a spoon for the horn, and boom, unicorn snow cone, right? And dinosaur was similar. We're like, all right, how do we come up with dinosaur? Let's shove some Swedish fish across the top of the cone and so make it look like a, like a stegosaurus, and boom. So, like, it really was all off the cuff, just kind of trial by error, if you will. Well, what's, and, well, what's funny is I'm, I'm looking at your menu now, guys, and I, I, I think the, fir- I, the first the first, uh, the first, Trevor's favorites, this is, I guess, the, the house specialties. I mean, this is during COVID, and everyone, the one thing in America that got people through COVID, I feel like, or at least got their minds off of it when they weren't watching the, the news, the BS news, was Tiger King. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And so the first one y'all have is Snow Exotic. Facts. I dig it. Yeah. All right. And then you got Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Rainbow, Cotton Candied, Double Bubble Gum, Vanilla Float, Shark Attack, Snowy Bryant. Rest, Deuce, in, rest in peace. Rest in peace. Uh, Astro Cone, very Houston local. I dig that. Stars and Stripes, Snow Source, and the Magical Unicorn. But also, you guys have, I think, over 30, 40 different flavors, flavors. classic flavors over here, plus add-ons. But I love that. I love snow exotic. I mean, y'all, you're bringing the, you're bringing kind of what's going on with, I guess, the current trends and all that stuff, too. It, it's fun. Yeah. It's fun. And we'll see. I mean, if we're open in 10 years and anyone even remembers it, cool. But just baseline, wedding cake and tiger's blood with the Swedish fish is a delicious snow cone. Right? Oh, yeah. And so when people ask us, you know, you'll get a lot of like, you know, what's popular? What's, what's, what's the favorite? And then it just goes to customer service, right? Like, we do know we've got delicious cones, so you can't really go wrong, but you want these guys to come back. You want to make a good product. You want to, you know, do them right the first time through so that they are repeat customers. And so those became key, right? The Shark Attack and the Snow Snow Exotic are huge just oh, because yeah. they, t- they taste delicious. If that might just be me. Well, no. I mean, I think we, when you, no, if, you kinda really go, if you kind of go back to, to our plan in terms of marketing, you know, we're, we're going to rely heavily on the customer to push our product, you know, reposting on Instagram, following us on Instagram referrals. If that's going to be your business strategy, then you better come correct with your snow cones. You better have a pretty good product. Mm-hmm. So I think steering our customers towards, you know, what we think our best products are and especially products that are, I think, aesthetically pleasing that you can post pictures of them, uh, you know, that will, you know, they will make them want to take a picture with the unicorn snow cone and their little girl. It's kind of know? it's kind of a trend thing to do. I mean, if you look at y'all's story. So anyway, you can find Heights Ice Baby. That's it. Just just one word, no spaces on Instagram. And so within nine months, y'all have over. I mean, I remember when y'all started, y'all had like maybe 20 followers. 
y'all have 2,110 followers right now, which is not bad, guys. It's not that good because I've been doing this for over a year, this podcast, about a year and a couple months, and I only have under 500. Oh, man. So that's a flex right there. So not a big yeah. deal, guys. Yeah. Not hey, a big deal. flex it. Yeah. Flex it. But I'm I'm I'm, I'm, maybe, push, I'm pushing BS. Maybe, I'm pushing code. Well, maybe we'll have you host around the rotary at uh, that would be high fun. Size babies That'd be that. fun. All those yeah. kids, yeah, like just ah, yelling yeah, around. Yeah, yeah, I think we need a more controlled environment. No way that goes wrong. So, guys, so tell me about this. So, so y'all started it, and, and 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 obviously it's 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 Heights community. And what I love about that, you're not only are you the y'all two are the, uh, the the owners, the co-founders of this, but you're also kind of you, you know the community because you live here. So y'all are kind of the consumer as well. How's the community response been to y'all? I guess being around here for for nine months. Honestly, the community response has been, has been amazing. Really? I mean, they were they were so quick to to kind of take the brand and and the business and accept it and make it part of the community. You know, and what I mean by that is, whenever there's a school having an event, they would rather go with the local snow cone place than you know the more popular corporate ones right. like you know like Kona Ice or something like that. You know, we're going to be out at the Timber Grove Sports Association. You know the weekends of is that that is that that uh, feel off of TC Jester right there? Yeah the, yeah, the big the big little league field off TC Jester. We're going to be there. You know the next two weekends over May first and eighth. You know when, when anytime there's a school event, anytime there's a little league event, um, you know the, they always pick up the phone and call us first, and that means a lot to us. Yeah, because that's what that's what we're going for as a business. We want to be you know established within the community, and I think that it's our responsibility to to give back to the community that has you know, been so great to us as well. So anytime that, that there is an opportunity like that, we try to help out the community as well. And I think it's, you know, it's a, it's a two way street there. Yeah. Again, I mean, you just, you have all these parallels in business, right? And, and so you look at oil and gas industry and, and ESG is popular and, and the environment's gaining ground and, and these, it's these, always been, here. yeah, it's, it's always been, that's the thing though. It's, it's, that's nothing new in our yeah, industry, but right. it's, people are talking about it right now yeah. more. It's, it's more visible than ever before. More visible, right? yeah. But at, at the core, a lot of these organizations have always given back, right? They're, they're involved in different community projects, different food banks, whatever. And so you look at these business parallels and you say, okay, like from, you know, MS directional standpoint, these are the things that we're involved in, in golf tournaments and all that. Yeah. But we're ingrained. We're ingrained with our customers. What's important to our customers is important to us as a directional company and, and similar with our products. But when you take it to the snow cone stand, same situation. Like, we want to be ingrained in the community. Like, what's important? We want to sponsor Little League teams yeah. down the road as we start growing this and really gain that community trust of, like, all right, these guys are a staple. And they they give back to the community, and, and that's important to us. And I think that helps grow the awareness of the snow cone stand, but also it's just the right thing to do. Well, also I think, I mean, uh, so this podcast, we lately we've been discussing kind of, I mean, we do such a poor job in our industry kind of explaining who we are as a community. You know what I mean? We're family people. We're, we're you know, we're, 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 we're community uh, involved and in all that stuff. I mean, we had David Reed here doing Red M, which is, you know, child, it, what can we do as an industry to, t- to, I guess, uh, uh, appeal to communities and kind of get out there outside of our bubble and kind of being an industry advocate is something that I've kind of uh, focused on, you know what I mean? And this, to me, I mean, the fact that y'all are given to not just the community, but the families, to kids and all that stuff, and, and y'all are too, you know, oil and gas, sales, direction, all that stuff, but the fact is y'all are opened up this snow cone stand in the community, you're present there, and you're getting people from every walk of life come yeah. up to y'all, whether, I mean, I, I remember I was there uh, the other week and I bought that, uh, the mail lady, uh, a snow cone all that stuff. So there's so many different 
backgrounds and all stuff, yeah. but y'all are there and y'all are the forefront and being industry advocates, which I love, which I ever, which is another thing that I, I want to bring y'all and discuss too, which is awesome. Yeah. And there's, there's, you know, we have a personal connection with a lot of our customers as well. Uh, you know, we want them to know who we are, who, who's the people behind this business and they know that we're oil and gas people, yeah. you know, and that's important to us as well, that they understand who the owners are. Yeah. That was a conversation we got quite a bit, right. When everybody was opening back up and getting back at, you know, going out and trying to do things is a lot of people were like, Hey, what's, you know, what, what's important to you? Uh, you know, what's, what's, what's driving you to come out here and, and get out of the house? Is it your kids just needed a break or, you know, you can't go see customers and all this because we did see a ton of people while we were, while we were opening this, like customers, customers, kids, yeah. like everybody. I mean, it was very, vi- we were very visible. Like Seth and I worked this thing a lot on the weekends to, yeah. to the detriment, a little bit of our relationships. Again, praise our significant others for giving us you that, need that support, giving us that support. And the conversations were always geared to well, what do you guys do? Right. And it's like, well, we're in oil and gas, but we're also now snow cone owners. And, and you find the Heights community in specific, very heavily ingrained in the oil and gas yeah. community. Yeah. So, uh, no, look, this is a studio. Look, I, I, what you heard in the background is coughing. That just shows you how real world this podcast is, okay? This is not a fancy studio. This is just sitting around the table shooting the bull, all right? That's what we're doing. Yeah, yeah. Don't worry about the cough. It, it goes away. Yeah. It goes I'm away. Making sure this is a safe environment. This is a safe we're environment. Very, we're very COVID averse. I get it. Right? Yeah. Mask, gloves is how we sell snow Well, we're, yeah. Yeah, y'all do, actually. Yeah. <laughs> or, yeah. Y'all are very, yeah. So, um, so... Okay, besides the cough. Um, so giving back to the communities and all this, so what's been some of the biggest, I guess, surprises, good and bad? Uh, actually, before I do that question, do you think without uh, the COVID and the lockdown and all that stuff, and uh, so you're kind of, you don't like sitting still. Do you think without the lockdown and all that stuff, this would have been launched or is it just kind of one of those things that you should, that you probably look back on and say, man, I should have done this? I think that it, you know, again, it would always be one of those things that, I've had in the back of my mind, hey, what a fun business that would be, you know, and, and one of these days I'm going to do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. It would always been that attitude. I think that COVID presented the opportunity because, well, first off, you know, I think all of us in the oil and gas industry, when the downturn hit, needed to take an inventory of what we had going on. You know, is there. What do you mean what we had going on? Professionally or professionally? Personally? Yeah, that's a, I, I would say professionally. OK. You know, um, so, you know, do we have alternative you know, revenue streams is, is, you know, am I going to have a job in eight months, you know, six months, am I going to have a job next month? You know, I can't can't answer that. (laughs) This this depends on how productive you are. Yeah. So, you know, you sit on the podcast and have the job in a month. Yeah. So I think, you know, that, that was an aspect of it. Like, Hey, you know, the, there's always been a part of me that wants to have some additional revenue streams, wants to have a little side project and, you know, is this big career type money? No, but you know, is this something that if successful could help supplement your income? You know, yeah. And I think a lot of us kind of looked to something like that when the downturn hit. Um, we all had a little bit more time on our hands, unfortunately, to, to you know, maybe dive into some of the projects that were always, man, you know, if I had the time one day yeah. or if the opportunity ever presented itself. So I think that without COVID, there's no way that I think we would have got this off the ground. You know, now what I would have preferred to have the oil and gas industry blowing and going to where yep. we did not have this opportunity. Yeah. I think I would have took that, but you know, I'm kind of happy in hindsight about how things turned out. You know, I hate being this way too. I mean, I can, I can relate to that because I mean, I, this podcast wouldn't have started, uh, without the, without COVID. I mean, the, right. the, everything that we've done, you know, the memes and all that, the steak dinners and all that stuff, like everything that we've done differently and have we pivoted 
over here at uh, CPC. I mean, it's because of COVID. I'm actually kind of, I hate saying this, like I'm not, first off, I don't want anyone to lose their job, but I'm kind of fortunate for this kind of break where it's actually, it allows you to follow your passion projects or it allows you to develop new content or new brands such as Heights Ice Baby and, or, or whatever it is. I mean, it kind of gives you a, a break like, okay, well, it kind of gives you a break from the normal hustle and bustle of things yeah. in, the, in the oil and gas industry. Yeah, and it ties everything back together, right? I mean, our customer base is family-oriented, Yeah, right? And what have people had more time with than anything ever before over the last year? Their family, Yeah, right? And so for us, like, it all, it all boiled back down to fun customer interaction, you know, with a completely different clientele than our yeah. typical standard jobs, right? And just adapting on the fly, which I think a lot of oil and gas people have done That's over right. the last 12 months is, like, to Seth's point, figuring out alternative revenue streams, uh, you know, planning ahead because, again, like you touched on, the oil and gas industry does at times have a bad, you know, a black mark, right? Oh, absolutely. So, so figuring out, okay, well, if that's the case, how do we change the perception? And, and I think little stuff like this and just being more visible to, you know, people that aren't in the industry has, has helped do bring all that full circle. I think this, honestly, I think what you guys are doing, I mean, you know, a lot of people, you know, when they're talking about being industry advocates or, you know, touching communities and all that stuff, like, you know, it's, it's not these like huge, uh, you know, uh, yeah, BP Green. Capital Green. Yeah. It's not these huge rollouts of these campaigns or marketing programs. To me, I think this probably hits more to the communities than those than those advertisements that w- what we do. You know what I mean? You're, you guys are touching families and communities and and, and children. children yeah, yeah, you, know what I, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's, you're doing a positive impact <laughs> to yeah. the community. Uh, it's 2020. You can't say that. But yeah, you're doing a positive impact to the community. I think th- that's probably more bang for your buck. And how much have you all spent on uh, marketing or advertising or anything like that? So I, I think that's, again, what we're most proud of. We have spent zero dollars on, on marketing or advertising. All the growth that we've had has been organic, and it's been pushed by our own customer base. Yeah. Yeah. So, so okay. So I guess where can we find – so where are you all located? I guess where, 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 where can you find High Tice Baby? So the majority of the, the days now, yeah. uh, we're sitting at the corner of 23rd and North Durham. Right. Like center of the Heights, and, and that's from a, a spot we leased up this season, right? So last, last season – Props to Cavatori Italian on L. I cannot say enough about Federico and that team and, and him letting us come park in his parking lot when they weren't they they were yeah. basically doing to go services right yeah. and we worked a farmers market with him and he was like by all means like come set up whenever you guys want like there's plenty of parking just sling it right out of the parking lot because we're not we're not having people come into the restaurant right um, Flying Fish was another one that we could not have gotten off the ground without them giving us part of their parking lot you know for free so again so, guys, so, so literally we're trying to support us support the community right so that's where we kind of started now we've leased up a spot on 23rd and north durham right across from the goddard school um right down the street from it's a gravel parking lot gravel parking on lot. the right if, plenty, you're, if you're going south yeah plenty of parking right a couple houses down from right bembry park yeah. um and the other goddard school um and then we bounce around i mean that's the fun part for us is the mobile aspect of it we we work the esplanade and the heights off of euclid and north hill i see i see pictures when they post uh, it seems like a a great crowd everyone just sitting down enjoying their snow cones families and all that stuff i always see pictures with esplanade i haven't hit that up location yet and again that that spot goes out to uh cameron yasel yeah you know whose you know husband's in oil and gas she had come by with the kiddo and tried it and was like, Hey, we, we would love to have you guys out on like a, a late Thursday afternoon. And, and then she got us tied in with the little HOA over there and, yep. and we've been there since. So again, it's, it's all been organic, 
but it's all for the most part within the Heights. And then we reach out to Briar Grove uh, last summer a little bit and worked out there for, for those guys. And I'd venture to say we try to stay in a probably a 20, 25 mile radius. So then, so then, uh, so also, I mean, Saturdays, I mean, recently, obviously I'm not, this, this probably released in May, but Saturdays, I mean, my, our family just moved up to 24th and Ella, which is a block away from uh, Cavatories. And the first Saturday we were there when we had Evelyn, we walked down and saw y'all. And that's kind of, uh, that kind of spurned this whole, whole thing. Uh, I mean, it was, I mean, obviously Evelyn was pumped. She wanted that before she wanted her breakfast. Yeah. Which is cool, thanks guys. Um, which I get, yeah. But um, but no, I mean, so so Saturdays, are y'all there? Is that a kind of a permanent thing for the summer at that uh, farmers market off of Twenty uh, Third and Ella? I would say that it's fluid because Saturday mornings are very popular for the private events. We book a lot of private events. Oh, so y'all so y'all do private events too? Absolutely, okay. a lot of birthday parties, uh, a lot of a lot of you know. HOA events, a lot of private events. So Saturday mornings are really fluid for us um, as well as Sundays. So I would say the best way to find us is just follow us on the Instagram page. We post our, our locations and our hours of operation every day. Okay. And so I also see you have a Facebook page too. Yes, and we, we post on Facebook as well. Yeah, and that's another thing we've learned. Like, you know, Instagram, if we're discussing social media, has yeah. been way more productive than Facebook is basically, you know, we start our, our fan page or our page or our business page, and you can tell that Facebook's after the money. Yeah, because it's not boost, it's boost, not boost, it's boost. not yeah it's not promoted as much it, it literally is is about the money for those guys so again like our followers reposting and commenting and all that has basically been our marketing organic growth and i can't say enough about the customers that have come by like supporting us right you know because obviously like not everyone in the heights got through all this with yeah. their job like we discussed yeah. earlier and so to have the community kind of support us back as we started this endeavor has been huge so so what's been some of the biggest surprises good and bad i guess starting your own company and starting a mobile uh food trucks uh, uh snow cone uh business big one for me um you know and it's not to be unexpected but the time the time restraints of is, is it more time evening than- evenings and weekends which i think we knew at the when we started this thing that was going to be the case yeah. right and and we've we've had some great help from friends and employees that have been part-timers and full-timers and so it's been fantastic but i, I think that m- merging with our schedules opening back up yeah and, and oil and gas kind of coming back that's probably been a hurdle that we knew was going to happen. We just didn't know how fast, right? And how, how quick's the, our, you know, the industry going to bounce back? How quickly is our schedule going to get back to being predicated on being able to go see people and do all that. And so finding employees, that's been a focus for us over the last nine months. How's that been? It's been good. I mean, it's, again, we've had, we've had friends step in and work shifts. We've had family or significant others step in and work shifts. Like it really has been kind of just a team effort getting this thing off the ground. And and it's a good problem to have, right? I mean, if if you're looking for people to work, that means people want to come by and people want the product, people want the product. Yeah. So that to me has been the biggest hurdle. The, The fun part like Seth touched on at the beginning has just been, you know, the, the smiles, like the fun, like this is, I haven't had a kid come back and hit me for a concession or try to negotiate down on our snow cone pricing. And so from from a standardized like, hey, this is our day in, day out job with, you know, oil and gas and directional yeah. and things get heated and we all kind of forget sometimes like, hey, we're all human. This is the exact opposite. This is a 15 second interaction where we're making a kid's day. They're excited. We're excited. And, and it's, you know, it's just so much fun to be a part of that. Yeah. And I would say the the hardest part for me has been kind of letting go a little bit. What do you mean employees? I mean, you know, you've, you've taken 
you know, months to, to build your brand and right. ensure your product. And you're there, you know, making sure that every snow cone that goes out the window is up to your standards. And trusting somebody to hold your products up to the same level that you expect them to be at is has been tough. So, it, well, it's been it's been tough, but it's been easy once we started reaching out to people that were already fans. Okay. So this year we've got several part-time employees that applied to work for us via our Instagram page because they were already fans of Heights Ice Baby and they were already customers. So it's been a lot easier this year to to have those people buy into what we're doing and buy into the service and buy into the product standards because they get it. And the the transition this year in getting our employees trained and up to, you know, where we think they should be to be able to run the place when we're not there, I think it's been a lot easier transition this year because they already were bought into the brand before we even brought them in as employees. And you need that trust, though, I'd imagine, because, I mean, when things are picking up, which they kind of are, and it's only going to – I kind of feel like, I mean, it's we're – hopelessly optimistic right now in the only gas industry. So when things pick up, you do need to leave that control and that trust in the employees to run it because y'all are going to be busy doing, uh, doing, uh, your, your full-time jobs. Yeah. Weekend events with oil and gas or dinners with people like those become, those take precedent. Yeah. Right? And that's one thing we agreed upon when we got into this oil and gas will always take precedent. Over right. Stand. And that's, that's the benefit of owning it is we can shut her down or not have her out for a day or a week or however long we want. Now, obviously there's financial burden to that, mm-hmm. But we can prioritize our actual jobs, which, again, I think helps us both being involved in that in oil and gas. Yeah. We both understand, hey, this is what's key and important. But this is this is also fun and, and important to us. Right. We, we don't want it to fail. Like Seth said, he is somewhat of a syrup Nazi at times uh, in terms of what the cones look like. But. Would we be as successful without that? I don't think so. so that's the product, uh, though. Yeah. That's the product, though. You need that. What? Uh, so can you all discuss? The, uh, you don't have to right now because there's competition the listening out there. The secret sauce? What's going on? No, not the secret sauce. What's the future of a high ice baby? Are you looking at brick and mortar, getting um, potentially another future, or are you just going to keep it simple for the short term? We need to find a like stream of high school seniors that can pull a trailer and want to work all summer. That's what we need to find. Uh, that's, that. that's the thing, right? I mean, we're in the Heights. Not a lot of high schools around here right versus like a small town that seth grew up in so our, our personnel side is a little more difficult but we have somewhat found ourselves in a accidental snow cone off if you will with uh, some competitive snow cones around the area it's a snow cone turf war kind of yeah it's kind of like the sopranos but for like snow cones and set those and set don't play with that stuff man I, i've learned that about him you don't you know this is this is our baby and he takes that <laughs> Well, the fact that he came in this morning and starts using the word turf, yeah. you know what I mean? That's yeah. that's when you know it's like real stuff. This is like the underground snow cone industry that you don't hear about when you order. Yeah, you don't hear about it. Well, let's just say that I welcome all challengers to the product and the service <laughs> yes. that we offer. That's what I'm talking about. I think that in the end, the customers will, will choose the, the product that they prefer and will accept those outcomes. Because I feel confident in our product. Okay, I dig that. But are, are we are we sticking with the, the food truck, uh, brick and mortar? Is that too is that too risky? Well, I, guess? I think that there's a lot of unanswered questions right now. You know, our first season, uh, you know, our first day in business, our soft opening was July second. You know, so all of July was us kind of ramping up. You know, so when you look at the end of the season coming in late September, you know, we really had about two and a half strong months okay. in business. Yeah. You know, not that July wasn't perfect snow cone weather. It's just 
it took some time to get word of mouth out there. It took some time to to get our business established and and for us to to be firing on all cylinders. And plus, people were uncomfortable leaving the house in July. That's right. Yeah. And so I think this year, after we have an entire season under our belt, and we really have a better idea of what our overall you know revenue and business model will look like moving forward, I think we can start answering those questions of of what direction we want to take the business moving forward. And but for now, I'd say all all options are on the table. Yeah. All right. Yeah. yeah. I'm so right there with him. So, what, is there anything else you guys want to bring up right now uh, regarding high size baby? No, I think I think we kind of covered it. I think you know we we've been told over the last nine months to stop talking about snow cones so much. So I don't want to take up any more time than we already have. No, I, I like this though. Again, I mean, I just I thank you for having us on. Thank to discuss an outside business outside of oil and gas, giving back to the community. Because, again, I think it all boils back down to brand awareness and, and what we're trying to do to adapt in this market. So I really appreciate you having us on. Well, first off, thank y'all for doing this. I mean, honestly, I know it's a passion project and it's something y'all really enjoy. It's fun for y'all, which sounds and sounds fun naming the snow cones with, with Shane with a with a 12-pack of a White Claw Mango, but uh, which is good, by the way. I'm not knocking it, yeah, but yeah, uh, but, but what I'm saying is like, thank y'all. I mean, as an as an industry, the fact that y'all are getting out there to the communities and all that stuff, and 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 putting smiles on kids' face and 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 reaching families. So thank y'all again, everyone. This is a uh, Shane Sure and Seth Hill with a uh, with. First off, MS Directional. I nah, uh, appreciate that. You're welcome. I doubt Pi is still listening at this point. Nah, I think, yeah, probably not. <laughs> probably, we probably tuned it off to make sure that that, that that y'all weren't doing this Monday through Friday from 8 a.m. to 5. But uh, as soon someone, as he, it, someone at Patterson's going to get a transcript just to make sure the verbiage didn't get anybody in legal trouble. So I, think I think it sounds. I think it sounds great. But guys, I want to thank y'all uh, for for coming on. And again. Uh, uh, Check them out on Instagram. Give them a follow. Swing by their uh, place, uh, um, and you can find it uh, wherever they're at. Again, it's, it's they update their locations pretty much every day where they're going to be at. Every day on Instagram. Every day on Instagram. Go by, take a pic. Uh, I mean, I've swung by solo without without the without Evelyn uh, before, and uh, and um, give them a like, give them a follow, um, reach out to them. They do private events, um, and I think we're going to have an event at the office where High Size Baby is going to be at. And um, and I. Guys, I look forward to uh, to uh, seeing y'all this summer uh, with a family or solo, and uh, yeah, and we hope we're going to be at more industry events this year as well. So, yeah. so y'all just do, okay. So I like that. So wait, are y'all talking about like coming to industry events as well? Yeah, we did. Uh, we've done golf tournaments in the industry. Yeah, uh, we did the AD golf tournament last year. Um, offer some boozy snow cones under the right conditions. So y'all do adult snow cones only if it's a private event. Private um, events, so right? Like, and we okay. don't have a liquor license, so we definitely gear ourselves towards telling the people that have us out, "Hey, by all means, this this pairs well with this snow cone." Got gotcha. you. Wink, 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 right? wink, wink. That's like back in the prohibition. They used to sell like bags of like yeast and like like do not put this in a dark closet, otherwise it will. You would Caution, know it will be alcohol. You would know more about that. I'm not that old. Jake. Well, your hair might your hair might look better than mine, but well, you know what? I didn't want that to to wrap this up. But <laughs> as it is the week of my birthday, I'm gonna be 41. Jesus. Anyway, guys. Oh man, I know, fellas. Here's so, like a page over 25. Oh, stop. I, I know I don't act over 21, but uh, all right, guys. Well, I appreciate y'all coming in. I wish y'all I wish y'all the best, and thank you all for what y'all are doing. And uh, again, everyone, check them out. Uh, uh, check with them on LinkedIn if you have any directional questions, or uh, shoot them a note on uh, Instagram if you have any uh, snow cone questions. And uh, guys, thanks a lot. I wish y'all the best, and uh, we'll talk soon. Wait, I gotta. I'm gonna peel out with the. Uh, I'm going to peel out. I'll peel it. Appreciate it. Hey, man. Yeah. Thank you all for coming in. Thank you. See you. See you. See you. See you.